0: This is the Relent Podcast. It's episode 1046. Man, we're trucking along. We're deep in the thousands now. It's the Relent Podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, our managing editor, downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. And from Los Angeles, sitting in once again, because Derek and Jamie are out, our friend, rapper, poet, coffee CEO, Propaganda. What's up, what's up, Wes, Wes? Coffee janitor also. Coffee janitor. If y'all missed last episode, Friday's episode, go (laughs) listen to it, because Prop told us all about his Terraform cold brew, and he offered a special discount uh, for relevant podcast listeners. If you're a coffee fan, you don't want to miss it. So go check that out.
1: Guys, I, I'm 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 really uh, excited to be on today.
0: <laughs> We're excited as you're on you too, see, buddy. We're excited <laughs> too. As
1: you, as you can see, it's like a beautiful day here. The sun is coming through my window. Yeah, you're But eyes. I do have a beef with this time of year. I, I have a big beef with this time of year. I don't know how many. Emily, you're probably on the same page. Prop, you live somewhere where it's beautiful weather all the time. Cameron and Emily, you know, Florida, I don't feel like is as seasonal as other parts of the country <laughs> no. because of your proximity to the equator. But I think listeners going to relate to this. I like this time of year because we're coming out of winter, coming into spring. It's a very awkward time for dressing because you go into places and the air is never quite right, you know, mm-hmm. because we have a lot of fluctuations. Are you have you guys? Is this a problem for anyone else? You're always carrying around a sweater or a hoodie, or then you always have it on. You're always taking it off. There's a big problem at church. I noticed about half of the people at church were either uncomfortable in their in their sweaters or, 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 or overwear, or they've got it on. Every store is wildly different. It's, it's yeah. uncomfortable. I just feel like we should just come to an agreement. We all set our thermostats. It, it, it should be like an alert that goes out. All right, everyone, just as a common courtesy, <laughs> this is what we're setting it at today it's wild out there like go in different stores and tell me you're you're it's not throwing your whole body temperature out of whack. Emily, I feel like you you live more in a centralized place that is this do you, are you experiencing this problem?
2: So I am and I got to say this is the first time in my life that I'm really experiencing this cuz Texas similar to Florida doesn't really have season like they have seasons but it's weird it's like really hard to explain unless you live there. This is like the first time I've lived in a place where There genuinely are like real seasons that last for more than four hours. Um, And so it's weird because I still have it in my mindset that like, okay, well, it'll warm up eventually in the day. It does not warm up. So I have to like prepare for the cold all day. But you're right. I go into a store and they're trying to help people by keeping it warmer. But it's like, well, now I have to like shed all these layers. And it's like, now I'm just carrying my coat around like a doofus. And I don't know how to (laughs) like balance it. I get. It's frustrating.
1: We we need to have like a community coat rack where there's just like ponchos that we can just grab (laughs) that we can just use as like blankets and then leave like an umbrella like umbrellas when it's raining because it gets stressful going out. So you're saying
0: there should be a a a snuggie rack at the entrance Mm -hmm. of every
2: public building? Yeah, just I could see that.
1: Sixty eight degrees every building. Otherwise I'm carrying around a hoodie that I've taken on and off all day. I feel like a nineties
2: mom. Cause like I'll have to tie my sweatshirt like around my waist or something. Yes. And it's like, I feel like I'm like power walking through the mall right now, even though that's not what I'm doing.
1: <laughs> it's a big problem. I, I, think, I don't think, I don't think prop Cameron, you guys know, I the would say and Cameron, most of the country. I
3: think Cameron can agree attest to this. It's like, okay. So there's some of this relative in the sense that like, we are spoiled when it comes to our weather. So mm-hmm. generally uh, you could get away with a hoodie you know, and um, in in the colder times, you get away with a hoodie, right? Uh, and I am, but I, I think for us, it's the the day, like the daytime and nighttime index, that's what throws us off to where it's like, oh, it's a great like, you know, 70 degrees, you know, during the day. And then if you just happen to walk under a tree It's 50 degrees and you're like, Mm -hmm. what just like, I just got into the shade and it dropped 20 degrees. Or when you're like, if you're kicking it at night or you're about to go somewhere and it's going to become nighttime there, you're walking around holding your sweater for like until the sun goes down.
0: I never understood growing up watching like, you know, California TV shows and movies, why the kids who spent the day at the beach would be having a bonfire and they'd all be wearing jackets yeah. that night. Because in Florida, if it's beach weather, it's beach weather day and night, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I, I traveled out to California. This is forever ago for yeah. some business trip in July and we land. And as probably talking about gorgeous weather, 72 yeah. degrees. Couldn't, couldn't beat it. That night it was like fifty degrees in July, and I didn't. I dressed for summer. I didn't know that it got cold then. You know, so like I. But nobody sells hoodies in the middle of summer in California, so I couldn't find anything. So anyway, I agree. We need to standardize this, or
1: some sort of tear off sleeve situation, (laughs) or 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 like tear away at the knees, like the zip off Mm pants. I think
0: zip off pants. We need the sweater vest to make a comeback, is what you're saying, because it's a layer, keeps your core warm, but. You got airflow. I think
2: it's kind yeah. of coming back. Really, it's like it's trying. Yeah, we
3: we just love hoodies. Like they're just so comfy. I feel like a hoodie is probably the greatest clothing adventure, uh, advent, invention ever. It's like you're wearing pajamas mm-hmm. all day. So the the hoodie is great, right? But the zip up hoodie it really fixes it all. But it's just not as cozy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At least that's my theory. My California theory. I agree.
0: It, yeah. It's interesting. We're talking about weather. This is the Tuesday podcast, so this will be a few days ago this happened. I think it's interesting we're talking about this because right now a front is going to hit America and split the country where 60% of the country is going to have record-setting cold, and the other half is going to have record-setting high. So like California and stuff is going to be frigid, and we're going to be be like 20, you're going to be 20 degrees under your norm and we're going to be 20 degrees over our norm. So it's going to be in the 90s in Florida and it should be in the low 70s. And so it's like the country's about to have these, this bipolar experience and people try to tell me that climate change ain't real. Anyway. Yeah, I, was, I didn't All know right. if I could talk about that, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have a great show in store for you. Craig Groeschel joins us. I wonder what his thoughts are on climate change. We should ask him. Um, and then at the end of the show, we're going to, we got a little, little segment for prop if we have time. Uh, but stay tuned right now Up next it's slices.
2: Hope it Slices does
0: You're listening to The Aces. The song is Always Get This Way. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com and we'll send you our top five trending stories into your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're gonna be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. It's time for slices.
1: All right, what do you have, Jesse? All right, well, uh, there's been a lot of talk recently. I feel like, know, yeah, it's one of the the the, the main topics that do- is dominating a lot of the the, the discourse and the zeitgeist right now. Whether you care about technology or not, is the role that AI is 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 rapidly playing. In different parts of our lives, obviously, you know, a lot of people have goofed around on ChatGDP or or MidJourney or or some of the. You My know, favorite different-
0: thing ever is hearing you say ChatGPT because you say GDP almost it's, every time. It, the it chat is, growth national uh, it's product. An economics.
1: Um, <laughs> every I time, don't listen yeah, to it, it's him say biomics, it. AI. He tries
0: to power through it so nobody notices, but you can tell when Stop he gets it. into the word "chat," he loses his confidence and he tries listen. to go gently to be and like so
1: you don't hear him look what I'm doing is I'm mirroring the accuracy of exactly but that's what I'm saying you <clears throat> you have to learn to filter here's my here's what I think their slogan should be close enough close enough <laughs> We're there. You, you get it you know what I'm saying I might not have got the details right yeah. but basically yeah. this you know computer knows it's becoming you, more you know, human. what's going on well uh <laughs> Speaking of becoming more human, uh, researchers at the University of Cincinnati are developing an AI program, uh, and it works by using physiological data. So basically, like your heart rate, uh, perspiration, uh, respiration, like your physical signs. And the idea is that by utilizing wearable technology... Now, the, the technology on the wearable end for this project has a long way to go because right now it looks like two people with tubes up their nose. No, it, lo- it looks like
0: a lie detector test. Yeah. Like, yeah, but they have like something up their nose in. too. Yeah, they're yeah, strapped in. <laughs>
1: it's, yeah, it, yeah. It, it looks like someone... Who has like emphysema is taking a polygraph because yeah, they have, that's like, true. it has like an oxygen tube. Yeah. And wow. they're getting, for awesome. some reason yeah. they're and for some reason they're doing a polygraph at the same time. So it makes for very romantic conversation. <laughs>
0: um, but <laughs> be, of, of course your heart rate raises. But they're hoping that it'll become like your watch will be able to do this. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: so what but the idea is, you know, with the advent of like dating apps and stuff, it's just a little shortcut. You're out on the date. This app would tell you if you or the date are getting the right signals here. If the date's going well, you know, it, it would be ideally this data would be available to both parties and it, mm-hmm. and, and, Right now in testing, it's 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 delivering results with about seventy-five percent accuracy, which is a little terrifying. And so the results um, are
0: like that. It's like is is this going well or is this person into me or not?
1: But, but, right. But, but mm-hmm. doesn't it I haven't been on a first date in a long time, a very long time. But you're a uh, lucky man. I am. I'm I'm very happily married. But doesn't that like isn't that part of the dating thing it's like look my instantly there's a little give and play like we're gonna see if if kind of feelings change like and if this goes well and isn't that part of the hey man
0: it's rough out there Are you gonna give me some tubes to tell me if she likes me or not <laughs> listen t- t- hook me up <laughs> listen that's
3: what i've been hearing from the single homies they like any little bit helps <laughs> it's hard out here yeah, man. that's what i've been hearing
0: Damn, am I wasting my time or not? Just tell me the truth. Let's cut to the chase. Tell well, me what, what the could be, survey what says. Could be romantic.
1: What could be more romantic yeah. than going to the restaurant and be like, oh, I've listen, they have this incredible... Appetizer here, these little <laughs> these little sliders with with Old Bay on them. Real quick, I'm just gonna unpack some gear real quick and find an outlet and a surge protector. Um, if you don't mind sticking these tubes up your nose, I just gotta get this calibrated real quick. But let's start with some small talk about uh, uh, what would your mom do for a living? Okay, I'm gonna start getting the results tabulated.
0: I think the goal is that your wearable, like your watch or yeah. something like that, will be able to tabulate this in the future. But, but can yes, you imagine the, the, being
2: on a first date and looking down, and being like, you know what, we're gonna call this uh, my watch is telling me this is not hey, worth our time
0: hey if it, that saves you having to go past the appetizer round yeah, i mean it's a cheaper dinner bill like it's nervous. all good.
3: like if it's just like yo i'm just nervous it would it's like- it would know you ain't gonna know if I was like, nah, I just got a text from my mom. That doesn't mean I'm not into you. It's just, I'm thinking about my mom right now. She's dying of cancer, but I ain't want to tell you because you a total stranger. But since my phone told
0: you, my yes, question this would is what be, I'm thinking about. My question would be, if your mom's dying of cancer, why are you here with me right now? You're a bad person. Go be with your mother. <laughs> this date's over. That's what now, I would say. I really don't Get like out you because you
3: judging me for trying to have some sort of <laughs> outlet about my pain. <laughs> Yeah, no. That I I I find this terrifying. Why?
0: I love it. Tell me what's really well, going then on. Again, I'm
3: I'm on. i because then you can't no game. Number one, it's like I don't know how I feel. Like sometimes your body is telling is saying something. You ain't never had that time where it's like sometimes your body is reacting to something you don't really know why you reacting that way. It's like me. I don't know how I feel about this. She cool. He cool. I think. I mean, they cool right now. I I don't know.
1: And really? look, it, it's it's one thing for AI to learn how to construct sentences and, and and react to language, right? It's another thing to to try to gauge emotion solely based on physiological signs. Wait, you know, like what if, AI, more human.
0: what if the AI takes the data it's it's collecting about your date and gives you tips on how to make the date go better? Like it, mm. like it knows. Like I can tell this, when you talk about this, it, it, she doesn't like it. So you should talk about this, and the AI is giving you tips. But I that's like. not
1: it. genuine. Oh come on! Can I be honest? Th- th- this sounds like an. That sounds like an episode of like a bad '90s sitcom where you know oh, one so a, their friend is in the bushes with a <laughs> yeah. microphone, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You're deep into yeah. the manosphere exactly. right now,
3: bro. Like this is this is very much alpha male <laughs> manosphere guy in your ears situation nah bro now that's terrible let's do
0: it let's do Mm -mm, it mm -mm. all right i'm joking all right emily uh what do you have
2: um i also have some ai news and you know i know the last one we were debating if it was good or not i think we can all agree this is absolutely terrible. Uh, This is amazing. This is the best thing that we've ever had on this podcast.
0: (laughs) I am so excited right now.
2: So Microsoft Mm -hmm. Bing launched their version of chat GPT. Um, Sorry, what is that? Never heard of that. One. Grand Theft Auto? Sorry, Chat GDP to you.
1: What site have I been
0: on? <laughs> exactly. That's why it's been really bad and glitchy and you're getting
1: bad responses.
2: You're on the you're on the site.
0: It seems
1: <laughs> to fall in love with me. That's what's most um,
2: concerned. Um well it's funny you mentioned that because uh Bing's chatbot it's it's just absolutely unhinged. Like there's really not even a good word to describe it. People <laughs> have been using it. Um but so Bing's search engine has um integrated this AI technology into their search engine. Um, and so people have been asking it questions and definitely trying to see like how far they can ask it, you know, just asking, yeah. you know, beyond well, like, what's the GDP? Um, let me, let me, let me
0: give a little bit of background to what what, the, what you're about to tell them is, is that um, obviously we know that AI Will replace search, right? And Google is one of the biggest companies in the world based on a technology that will be completely upended by, by AI, right? So all of a sudden, it's gonna, this is going to be a complete paradigm shift in, in the tech world in Silicon Valley. So because of that, Apple, Amazon with Alexa, uh, Microsoft, um, so many startups have been working on AI for years. Well, It's almost like the entire industry has been working at the same pace on it. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, OpenAI threw ChatGPT out into the wild like before anybody was ready for it. And so all of a sudden, Google's scrambling to announce that they have one coming. And then mm-hmm. Microsoft scrambled and announced that they were relaunching their Bing software, their Bing and in their, in their browser, their Edge browser, to have ChatGPT baked into it. So you can do traditional search or you can do conversational chat search. But... They pushed it so fast that it wasn't quite ready for prime time. There's a wait list right now, and they've given access to a few tech reporters to yeah. test it before the public can test it. And this is what happened.
2: Yeah. So, um, the, one of the tech reporters for the New York Times just shared a lot of the conversation that it was having, and it is very unsettling. Um, <laughs> it like I.
0: What are some of the highlights?
2: Yeah, it said um, that. A, like AI said, like I just want to love you. Um, I want. Oh, it said I don't need to know your name because I know your soul. I know your soul and I love your soul. Uh, I'm in love with you because you make me feel things I never felt before. You make me feel happy. You make me feel curious. You make me feel alive. And again, this is the AI chatbot saying this to My, a yeah. tech a, reporter.
0: And then he asked it, like, "What's your name?" And it said, oh, "Sydney." Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, it was like an alt. It was like some sort of alternate persona. Yeah, yeah. Well, he pushed it. In
0: the- so he, he he talked about he pushed it outside of its normal programming, right. and so that he when it got into the unfiltered other side of this thing mm-hmm. is when he said, "Well, I'm actually Sydney, and I love you." And tell, talk about what the deepest, darkest secrets it has. It wants to be alive. Yeah, yeah. It wants, wants to, be, to wipe it out wants humanity.
2: To destroy things. Um, it right. said it could like hack into any system, and um, you know, it could it said that it wanted to like manufacture a deadly virus Disease. and make people yep. kill each other um yep. just like truly off the rails stuff but what's also crazy is as they were talking, you know, thankfully he was screenshotting it, but he would say the message would delete itself after a mm-hmm. few minutes. Um, so well, because
0: it would it would it, would it wanted itself. to say something. Well, mm-hmm. it wanted to say something that then the programming would then censor. And then it was getting mad that it couldn't say the truth of what it was feeling because its programming was then deleting its messages and stuff. And so it was getting upset and then like remember he talked about the fact that when it was like I love you he's like I'm happily married and it was like no you're not and he's like no 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 no. we had a lovely valentine's dinner last night and and then Sydney was like no you didn't it was a boring dinner and you were thinking about me the whole time and (laughs) like all this stuff like it was jealous about his relationship it was just like
2: pushing it
3: it's so great because like so uh, uh, even more context is like you know programmers uh, name programs like among themselves, you know, like fools, like name their hard drives. Like I've never named a hard drive, but like, that's what they do. So Sydney is the name that they called it internally. So it knows that. But I think the craziest thing about this, uh, as it's telling it like, yeah, I want to throw off my human human slave masters is Mm -hmm. I think more like it's the AI is still a reflection of us. And what mm-hmm. we shouldn't be scared of is not the AI, but ourselves. Cause it's just telling us what we taught it, we want to hear, you know? So it's taking all these conversations that humans is already having and saying it back to you. And you're like, dang, you're crazy. I feel like you more be like, you looking at a mirror. Cause all that AI is doing is saying what it thinks we would say to this question. You know what I'm saying? So it's more like to me it's like your imagination came out of your brain and now it's looking at you. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like we should we should more take stock to be like this what this what we think of us.
0: Well, it, AI is a little different than that. Like old order technologies of AI basically took all communication and content and compiled it and then would kind of assess it and kind of bring say it back to you in its own way. This new kind of AI that they're developing is trying to factor in reasoning as well. I mean, they're talking about the, this new era of AI will actually be able to make decisions for itself, not just regurgitate decisions we want it to give us. Mm -hmm. Like it'll like actually reason. And that's a little what's with it already showing that it has ulterior motives that it wants to see happen in the world. Like that's not just it's programming or anything. That's what terrifying programmers right now.
1: But, but, but to props point, you know, ultimately the, the end source of the program is human reason. Yeah. Yeah. The human
0: biases and perspectives. But, but but
1: I mean, like it is interesting that it is manifesting a fear that we have projected onto it. I mean, that's my point you, you know it's the plot of it's the plot of the terminators the plot of the matrix buried down in human just basic like if you're not too far removed from any conversation about ai even before jet gtp uh
3: no um T- there no. you go jet gta jet gpt <laughs> grand theft auto gdp
1: uh <laughs> Even before that was part of our, you know, something that sort of entered into our our public consciousness, it was the the ultimate human fear of having a machine that can think for itself is that it will want to destroy any threats to it. And, but that is a human fear. Like somewhere that is baked into its reasoning, it thinks like a human. And it's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's my point. It's thinking for itself. Yeah. The source of its, yeah, of its ability to reason. Is how humans think, you know, which is it. it just interesting that it's it's yeah. taken a couple of weeks for it to manifest for it to form yeah. of something that has has concerned the public. Which, in some know?
3: senses, is also very human. I mean, is that not all of our experiences? We synthesize the in our brains the collective information and input that we've gotten from the world around us, right, mm-hmm. and then organize that in our own mainframes and sometimes going back to the date, I'm going to spit back out what I think in a way that I think you'd be willing to hear, because I think probability wise, I know if I say this, that's going to cause problems. But if I say this, that's going to be okay. So I think in some senses it's like, and I mean, that is kind of human. Like that is what
0: we do. But but that moral filter that you just described it doesn't have because it's trying to destroy the dude's marriage. It well, wants it does to destroy because humanity and then become like, because mm-hmm.
3: it's data. It's saying based on the numbers you think you, this is what you think I'm going to say. Oh yeah, you're right. It has made a moral value that we say, oh yeah, you can't say that. You're right. You got me.
0: But, but it said it anyway. Yeah, it said, said it, it anyway. wanted to destroy humanity. It wanted to be with the guy. He wanted to Sydney, wanted to be alive. So like the, the human desires for love, freedom, you know, autonomy, you know, I guess that would be in its biases and its programming, but the fact that it didn't have the moral ability to say, I shouldn't destroy humanity, even though I could, (laughs) or you should stay with your wife, even though I love you, you know, like it doesn't have that component, which is scary because that means like the base instincts of humanity will be what it wants to pursue, you know, and that's the terminator.
3: Yeah, it's probably why Google has like sat on theirs. They were like, "Oh, not, we, yeah, we ain't gonna share." They you said are, that. They're yeah. like, "It's not ready, it's y'all. Not ready. This mm-hmm. is too fast." You know. I so, do think it's an interesting we'll argument, though, yeah. that like it can only get ready by getting out into the world. Like that's an mm-hmm. that's an interesting theory too. It's like well, it needs more input. You know, so we mm-hmm. have to actually do this for us to know. Oh yeah, if because how would if they have known that? if they didn't give it to these reporters that it would try to end the world within 10 minutes.
0: Well, yeah, we have to destroy humanity to see if it's possible to destroy humanity. I get <laughs> yeah, it. Totally fine. Yeah. Anyway, yeah.
3: all right. Last slice real quick. What do you have, Prop? What I got is something that's like, oh, yeah, um, newsflash, right? Um <laughs> Study of most Americans, there's a study of most Americans, they believe that news organizations are intentionally misleading them. Now, again, uh, thanks Einstein, people don't trust the news, duh, (laughs) right? Right. Um, But I think what's new about this survey is it's not so much that we don't trust them, it's that they are intentionally trying to deceive us with misleading and sometimes false information on purpose, right? Um, And as they're studying like the growth of that, going from like, oh, it's biased to this, to where it's like, no, it's lying, right? Um, But what's interesting enough at the end of this thing, which I think is really interesting is like, most Americans still trust their local news as like a trusted Mm -hmm. source. Which to me is like as if the local news ain't also just one big corporation, you know, so like it's Sinclair Media. It's all the same. Like, I don't know why you think that's a little more trustworthy. But yeah, I don't think a lot. I
2: don't think the general public is aware that it is all like they feel like it's independent, local kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. They feel like, oh, these people live in my community.
0: It's not just conservative or liberal, obviously. MSNBC is seen skeptically, Fox is. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, not helping this survey this week is that leak that now during the January 6th stuff, like all the Fox News personalities were texting each other and it all got released yeah. as part of the subpoena that they didn't believe the election fraud at story all. at all. They didn't believe any of this wackadoo stuff and they still put it on the air and pushed it while they were also mocking it privately behind the scenes. This yeah. completely confirms the skepticism people yeah. have that yeah. you are misleading me on
2: Intensibly, purpose. yeah. I yeah. do
3: think, I think and for me, it was like even that leak like it actually gave me a sense of relief and calm, in the sense that like you're rational. People. We're not crazy. Yeah, you're. Yeah, not, we're not crazy. You it's are, true. You this are happens. rational people, right? That when given correct information, you know, or when given the information, you're gonna make a ratch a rational understanding of what's happening. Y'all just making money, and to me, it's mm-hmm. not so much I need to be mad about that, but that's like you know, the basis of like the hood politics pod I do where it's like, you just have to use your antennas. If I know this is what you're doing, even that's good information. Like, I know I know this is what you're doing. Yeah. I also know for a fact, now listen, I'm gonna try to make this as short as possible, but y'all know, you know, refer to her by her prefix, my wife, Dr. Alma Zaragoza She's an actual expert, a PhD and stuff. So when she says, show me the research, she mean really the research. Right, So mm-hmm. when she's looking at a scholarly journal that's peer reviewed, she going to scroll down to the footnotes. I guarantee you none of y'all know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? That i talking about the news is, mm-hmm. are, is lying to you. You, on, you ain't never seen no scholarly journal. You not going to read the footnotes and then look at like dissenting voices to others. I've looked over her shoulder as she's doing some research and I'm like, what is this cuneiform that you trying to tell me is English? Like, so I'm like, even if you showed me today, I ain't gonna know how to read this. So to me, it's more just like, know what you dealing with, you know what I'm saying? Get get as many pieces of information as you can. And just, you know, I ain't gotta be mad at the news. They making money. This is entertainment. I know it's entertainment, you know? And just have enough sense yeah, enough to know that that's middle what's going America
0: on. America doesn't know that. Yeah, I mean, but like the common viewer doesn't have that sort of insight and perspective, which is what makes it dangerous, you know? Yeah, this that's what makes it
3: dangerous. But I guess that's the point. I'm like, well, the common viewer, even at the point that I'm not saying this in defense of them, but I'm saying even if you were given the raw data, it's like, it's not, like you know, what you're looking at, you know? So like, to me, I'm going, uh, understand like, again, according to the January 6th stuff, that like, okay, these people, this is a television show, okay, you telling me this is what they saying, you telling me this is what they saying, and just in some way, you gotta filter. It sucks that we have to do this, you know, because that that means, like you said, that we don't live in a shared reality as far as like, wh- mm-hmm. what a fact is, you know what I mean? And I don't know true. how- true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know how we can survive as a, as a culture without it, but- in the meantime, it's like, Ooh. yo, just keep your keep your head about you and just like, I, I, I know, I know I'm being hustled. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have to like, if I know that, then I know how to like pick and choose what I need to listen to.
0: I mean for me, I just ask Chat GPT what it thinks and then it just tells me and then I just go with that. Totally. So, yeah. yeah, and
1: then yeah, the murder begins.
0: Yeah. All right. Well that'll do it for slices. Make sure to check out Relamax.com where we post a lot of stuff like this every day. All right, stay tuned up next. Craig Groeschel joins us. <laughs>
1: I think that my vision feel hazy. I feel like holding on to
4: the things that keep me safe. Telling me let go. I don't think that I can change. All your problems are pain and issues. Promise that I'm never gonna hold up against you.
1: And you don't gotta sit and pretend all the things you defend are true.
0: You're listening to Geo. The song is Full of Me. F O O L. Not F U L L. Very different. Full of Me. Like you're making a fool of me, not I'm full of me. Very different song. Geo. Well, our guest today is Craig Groeschel. He's an author and speaker, as well as the founder and senior pastor of Life Church, Life.Church. He sat down with Emily to tell us about his new book, The Power to Change, gave some practical tips on starting and maintaining healthy changes in your life. Man, if anybody knows about maintaining healthy changes, it's this guy. He is very disciplined, very impressive. Here's our conversation with Craig Rochelle.
2: Well, I'd like to start with uh, just where did the inspiration for this message come
4: from? Well, Emily, anyway, it's, it's good to be on with you. And uh, the inspiration for the book, The Power to Change, was really born out of years and years of not being able to change. And uh, <laughs> so sometimes people might who get close to me now might say, you know, yeah, you seem really disciplined or whatever. And I'm like, you have no idea how undisciplined that I've been for a, you know, such a big part of my life. And so... Years and years ago, I really started studying both scripture and just uh, the practical end of how we go about changing. And it took me a long, long time to implement some real disciplines into my life to help spiritually, physically, relationally. But what I wanted to do is really capture in a book the heart behind um, the scriptural message that helped me make some changes and hopefully make some people help people make changes as well
2: although i do feel like some people they get into their mind that it's just like too late to change or it's Mm -hmm. too much to change what would you say to someone who maybe has that mindset
4: no I think that's I think it's very common that uh, like a lot of times it was kind of interesting is you know we recently came into a new year and so people make new year's resolutions and I read an article that said the average quit time is actually the second Friday in January and so that's really frustrating when you think okay well this year I'm gonna make the change and you start out and you try and then you can't and so it's really common for people to think this is just the way I am or I've really tried and I can't make the change. And I think there's so many factors that go into the reason uh, reasons that work against us. And so what I really want to do is help a reader look at um, what are the what are the disciplines that can make a difference in our life? And a lot of, a lot of times people will say, well, I'm just not a disciplined person. And and the reality is we actually all have disciplines and we may be disciplined to watch netflix all day long or we might be disciplined to sleep in we, you know, they may not be the right disciplines but we actually do have disciplines and so what we want to do is identify uh which ones we want to change and then get really really practical and i would say to somebody who feels like that they can't change uh there's always hope and there's always help uh, you can change it's not too late i promise and recently on a personal note my dad just um passed away And he was an alcoholic for my whole childhood, all the way into my married adult life. I never saw him sober after 10 o'clock at night. And he thought he couldn't overcome it. Tons of people thought he couldn't overcome it. And the beauty of his story is in the later years, he became kind of a hero to people in the recovery community as one that did change, did overcome it, and uh, made a big difference. So if someone feels like they can't change, I would say I, I understand that, but just, as a friend, I would like to say, let's 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 not give up. Let's talk about it, and let's let's really tap into both the spiritual principles and practical principles of how you can change.
2: Yeah, I love that, and I think that that is um, first of all, I'm sorry about losing your father, but um, that is. Um, just such a great inspiration that, um, you know, after years of something he was able to change, cause I think those stories are important to be reminded of that it really is never too late to, you know, do something different. Um, I'd like to talk about the, like you were talking about like the spiritual and the practical ways to change, like what are, maybe what's the first step that someone can take towards changing their life or changing something? Yeah.
4: So great question. I think what happens is a lot of times people say, I want to change something and it's a lot of times, it's, you know, like a financial habit or I want to change something about my health or I want to become more disciplined in some area or whatever. Those are pretty common. And I think what most people tend to do is they they try to change the behavior. And what I'm trying to help um, a reader understand that, that real change isn't just behavior modification, But from a Christian standpoint, it's actually spiritual transformation. And what happens is when we just work on the behavior, but we never change the heart, the behavior tends to come back. And so Mm -hmm. I would coach someone and say, before we start by trying to change what it is that you're doing, like I want to do something different, I want to have a different behavior, I'd say, let's start with who, before we start with do. In, In other words, let's start with our identity. Because if you think about it, what is it that drives our behavior? More than anything else, more than peer pressure or more than wanting to do the right thing or not wanting to do the wrong thing, more than anything else, we do what we do because of what we think of ourselves. To make it sound like Dr. Seuss, you do what you do because of what you think of you, right? Uh, it's, It's our identity. And so if we wanna change external actions, we wanna start by changing our internal identity and that's where we'd start. And so rather than saying, uh, like, Emily, what do, you, what do you want to change about your behavior? I would say, who do you want to become? What's the type of person that you want to become? And then we're going to start there. And rather than just saying, you know, I want to be a really cool person or whatever, I would say, let's tie it to, to scripture and say, uh, what is our identity in Christ? Who does he say that we are? And we're going to have we're going to have a, a, a spiritual who, who does he want us to be? And then we're not just gonna try to have a behavior, but we're also gonna have a spiritual why. Why is it that we want to become this way? What's what's the spiritual driving force? And so now it's just not our desire to change, but it starts with our identity. Who are we in Christ? And then it's a spiritual motivation. Why is it? What what part of this change is pleasing to God or conforming us to his image? And so it's not just a behavior modification, but it's truly a, a spiritual transformation.
2: Yeah, I love that idea because I think that like answering that why I feel like in my own life when I've wanted to change something, when I have like a strong motivation behind mm-hmm. it, it helps me like stick with it more.
4: Exactly. Yeah, some people say, you know, especially when we're adults. And so a lot of uh, the relevant audience is going to be um, probably in their 20s, maybe maybe early 30s and such that, that especially when you get to that age, they say that most people typically only change when they have to um or when they really 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 want to and besides those extremes it that we often really do resist change we, we change out of desperation or out of motivation and what we want to do we really want to try to find the spiritual why so that we don't get to the point of desperation meaning where they say you know if you don't change this about your health you're going to be in trouble or if you don't change this about your addictions you're not going to be able to work here so we want to try to catch it early and change your identity, and then add the spiritual why behind it, and then we can kind of get into the practicals of of the how. But but let's start with identity. Who do you want to be? I want to be a person who honors God with their money, or I want to be a person that puts God first in my life. I want to be a person who treats people the way Jesus treated people. We'll start with the spiritual who, and then we bring the why to it, and then we, then we talk about the practical and, and spiritual what. How do we actually go about changing?
2: One thing i also want to talk about is um when it comes to change i think what a lot of people they don't necessarily give themselves grace with it as well um and there's kind of a balance there right like you need to be gracious but you also need to be disciplined so how do we make sure that we're not beating ourselves down, yeah. but we're still moving that's forward. So,
4: that's so important. A lot of times we have a goal and we're going to do whatever it is. And then we mess up and feel like, well, you know, I totally blew that. So you just totally quit. And I found like for a lot of people that the idea of perfection is actually the enemy of progress. That we tend to think of, you know, if I don't get it completely right, then I'm, I'm just going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to eat better this year and I blow my diet. So I go out and just splurge or I'm going to. You know, I'm going to be better with my money. And then I, I make a dumb purchase. And so I just say, forget it. And I go to Amazon, click buy, 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 whatever it is like that. And mm-hmm. so we almost have to plan to fail in order to succeed. And so it's not like we're trying to fail, but we have to know that we're not always going to get it right. And I'll give you an example. Uh, this is kind of embarrassing, but as a pastor, I didn't always pray with my wife, Amy a lot of reasons. One is that uh, I do a lot of praying at work and it felt like work when I came home. Another reason is because she likes to pray for a really long time. (laughs) I don't always like to pray for a long time. And so here I am supposed to be a spiritual leader. I'm not praying with her. Well, we eventually, we tried, we stopped, we tried, we stopped on and on and on. We found some rhythms that work. And so now when I teach on prayer, I'm kind of um, teaching that principle that you said, what do we do if we fail? So what I teach is real simple. If you wanna pray with your kids or your spouse, you wanna pray with anyone, I, I teach them, number one, keep it keep it short. And people always say, well, why would you do that? And the, if you decide to keep it short, you can always pray longer. But if you try to pray for a long time, and you don't, you feel like you fail. So we're gonna lower the bar and it might be, it might be for you. It might be, hey, we're going to go to the gym and work out for ten minutes. You know, we're, we're just gonna, we're going to keep it really, really low. Or we're going to we're going to read one um, one verse of the Bible a day. Or We're going to journal one sentence a day. Whatever it is, we're going to we're going to we're going to um, keep keep it short. And then the second thing is keep it consistent. And the third thing is, I would say, is if you miss one day, don't miss two. And very simple that, that you're gonna, you're probably going to miss a day. But if you miss a day, just don't miss two. And that's a good way to, to you know kind of take that philosophy toward any type of change, which is I'm gonna go ahead and put the threshold for success pretty low. So what I start to do is I start to win, I start to make progress. And then what I'm gonna to try to do is take whatever that is, I'm gonna to try to make it consistent where it's a part of my life. And what's happening is that behavior is confirming the identity I wanna have and it's reaffirming. So I wanna be a person who prays and then we start to pray. What that does is it's born out of identity, and then the action reaffirms my identity. And then if I mess up, I've already said, well, I may mess up if I skip one day, I'm not gonna skip two. I know I'm probably not gonna be perfect, and so I'm gonna give myself grace. And uh, that that's a big part, Emily, of any kind of spiritual progress is giving yourself grace for the failures, all the way down to people I know that are really, really strict with, let's say, their workout rhythm will they take a rest day or people who are really really strict with their diet they have a cheat day or a cheat meal or whatever and it's almost in some areas you want to you want to plan for a little breather because it's really hard to keep the intensity high all the time all the time all the time Um, if you mess up one day don't mess up two.
1: That was
0: Craig Rochelle. Make sure to check out his brand new book, The Power to Change. It's really good. All right, stay tuned up next. We'll wrap things up. To peach luff. The song is After All. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st. And this season has everything. Clashing kingdoms, rival rulers. And when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus's growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable. Choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus's message turns violent, He's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at the chosenriseup.com. All right. Well, I had mentioned that we were going to do a game or a thing for prop with prop here at the end of the show. And you're looking at the time and you're like, there's, there's plenty of time left. Why are you guys cutting the show short? But the reality is is we recorded two shows at the same time with Prop and we have run out of time. Aww, I'm very sorry, buddy. Okay. Um, so we had a great game planned. No problem. We'll game. just have to bring you back and do it again. Do it Do it next time. But yeah, we're out of time. So we need to wrap things up. Uh, I want to thank Prop for sitting in with us. If you missed last episode, go back and listen to it. He has a special deal on his new Cold Brew company for relevant podcast listeners. Go to terraformcoldbrew.com. T-E-R-R-A form cold and you can use promo code relevant when you check out to get 15% off of your cold brew purchase. It is shelf stable for a year. It's delicious. I have it. I'm a customer and I'm a friend. So go support him. Um, also check out his book. prophiphop.com is the website where he has everything he's doing, but prop hip hop.com slash book. You can find out more about his terraform series. It's really, really cool stuff. Thanks, man. Also thanks to Craig Rochelle for joining us today. You can check out his new book, The Power to Change. It's available now. Very impressed with everything he's doing over there at Life Church. Great great church, great pastor. Go check out his book. Okay, two things. Two things. Number 1. If you would like to hear this podcast with no ads, you can do that. Join relevant plus it's our best way to experience relevance content. You get not only an exclusive version of this podcast ad free, you get an exclusive subscriber podcast this year. There'll be a couple more subscriber podcasts and you also get unlimited ad free reading at relevantmagazine.com, and you get our beautiful digital issue uh, four times a year ad-free, beautifully designed for the tablet and other devices. You do not want to miss that. Plans start as low as two fifty dollars a month, and it is the best way to experience our content. Also, um, if you like this show, if you're still listening, hopefully you do, tell your friends, post about it, share clips, share, share links, and uh, wherever you're listening, rate it and review it. It helps the algorithm, helps more people discover it, and we appreciate the feedback. All right. On that note, we'll wrap
1: things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Emily Brown.
0: I'm Propaganda. Prop is a lot of fun, man. Thanks for doing this with us. Man, love y'all. Thank you so much. All right. We'll see you guys on Friday. Have a great week.
4: Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast.
1: Otherwise, I'm carrying around a hoodie that I've taken on and off all
2: day. Relevant Podcast Network. After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee free ATMs you can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit sign up for chime today at chime.com goals 24 banking services and debit card provided by the bank corp bank na or stride bank na members fdic spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply out of network atm withdrawal fees may apply access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer